need to type down. It's sheet. Hi, I'm Gillian, and welcome to Reassembly Required. This is you, and your name is? Your mother and I are separating. <laughs> Thank you for choosing me as your mother. Thanks, Wanda, you bitch. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but welcome back to Reassembly Required. Still required. And the, the crowd goes wild. Listen to everyone that's not here. Yay! Yay COVID crowds, my favourite. Um, well, I actually have in my notes, pandemic intro, yes. we're back. <laughs> so, we didn't expect to be gone quite so long. <laughs> Funnily enough, we've been gone during the pandemic when everyone else did a podcast. I know, we decided... <laughs> we decided not. Well, screw you. Actually, we didn't decide. Our content... Yeah, Marvel decided. ...took a bit of a, uh, a dusting, mm. a blipping, a snapping, if one, if one wanted to say such a thing. Um, but welcome back. And first of all, I have to say, as your host, Gillian, uh, thank you to Gareth, who is with us from Made of Pop, Totally. Um, for giving us this opportunity and becoming your affiliated podcast, that's listen to us. That's right. Um, so adult. I have missed doing this, but there's literally been nothing. <laughs> Sorry, they're the demons I keep in the basement right, the that have just coming out. My husband, Ralph. <laughs> keep it down, Ralph. Yeah. Um, so technically, <laughs> this is episode twenty-nine. Um, our last wow. air date was the 27th of July, 2019. Has it been that long? The pandemic? Yeah, because that was um, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man 2, Far, um, home, Far yeah. From Home, was the last one that we put out. Uh, and then there was nothing because we're all complaining about the months we had to wait until the next May for um, <laughs> months for B dubs, <laughs> which turned into years. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, as um, COVID snapped us the way Thanos only wished that he right. could. Um, so obviously, uh, the pandemic decided to wipe entertainment off the map. Um, so that's why we had such the long break. But not only was it a long break, we were supposed to be starting with B-dubs, Black yes. Widow, as the um, series opener for Phase 4. Uh, and that has that is no longer the case. They've actually inverted them. Sorry, Ralph's just got the police coming <laughs> now. It's a wild Friday night in Westview, ladies and gentlemen. It's the emergency evac for me after WandaVision, <laughs> just letting you know. Um. So it was supposed to be B-dubs, um, Falcon and Bucky, and then WandaVision, and they've yeah. kind of turned that on itself, and WandaVision was like the first cut off the up, rank. Bumped up. And we've just watched the finale, Gareth. We have. What, what do you say? What do you say on something that you completely weren't expecting and something that was the least favourite, I want to say least favourite, was the one I was least looking forward to of the upcoming um, Marvel content and just blew me away from the first episode. Well, that kind of is uh, the next thing I was going to ask was, what were your thoughts, number one, going in? So it was like, meh. It was meh. Um, yeah, I, as I have mentioned previously, um, on Made a Pop, uh, I didn't really ship the whole Vision and Wanda relationship. Every time I hear, I'm so, I'm so old, every time I hear that still, I know that shipping means relationship, but I just think, who's catching a boat? Oh, I like... thought I was posting them somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, no. Express shipping. And express shipping them. Um, well, no, so yeah, it's not something that, well, it wasn't a highlight of me, it wasn't something I was looking forward to of all the characters of everything that happened through Infinity War and Endgame. Mm. That wasn't something I was like, oh, that's exciting. Let's go for that. And they said it was called WandaVision. I'm like, good Lord, how boring. Um, but I just didn't know what it was. And then obviously the advertisements came where it was the old school um, TV shows. So back from like what, 60s, 70s, and then I saw the clip of Catherine Hahn in the 80s gear. So that got me interested. Well, because let's be honest, that's our television. Is 80s yeah, television. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... So it was interesting, but I just don't know where it was going. What was it doing? What was the purpose? Why are we having this? Yeah. Like, so after two episodes in, what were your thoughts? Frustration. Okay. Yeah. Um, and actually after three episodes, I think the three episodes were all the flash, like 
nearly entirely about the TV show yes. yep. plot lines and then at the very end you had a snippet of like what's going on. Yep. And at the end of the third episode I was very much like something needs to happen because if I do at least one more episode of these flashbacks and then one thing, I'm just, I'm just, I'm losing it. Did you doubt our Fargy who art in heaven? Right, <laughs> right in Fargy we trust. What a mistake I made because the next episode was like direct, directed directly at me. It was like, oh, here you go. Yeah. Boom, behind the scenes. And you know what I loved about that episode so much? Because it's, I mean, it goes without saying, the recreations of the 50s, 60s, 70s sitcoms, beautiful. Yeah, look great. great. Yeah. And then you hit straight back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. The cinematography, the look of it, everything. The moment Jimmy Woo, best character arc with that the card. card trick, yeah. amazing. And, and that's what I loved. I thought... Oh no, we're back! Like it was, it was slightly emotional. Yeah, it was, it like, was perfectly paced. We're it was back. perfectly timed. It was <laughs> enough for you. It was absolutely. It was great, and we brought the characters in. Um, but funny story, like watching that episode because I sort of I stupidly again assumed I knew what was going on, and I thought it would be another flashback episode. So I started the episode, and then started to do things, and sort of had it kind of on in the background, and it didn't click who Monica was. I didn't hear the name of um, her mother. Oh really? Right, and so because I think she is the like. They matched her and that little girl. When up I realised, so well. when I realised, I was coming to like, good lord, we're sort of like pushing this random character out of nowhere, sort of thing. Yeah. I loved the return of people from the blip. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. People just appearing out of nowhere. And I think, and and again, we know it wasn't the first one that was supposed to be in yeah. Phase Four. Yeah. But following on from Far From Home, where you had the comic version yes. of that. Yeah. But it's the same thing that did happen. People yeah. did just turn up because that guy appears and she like elbows him out of the way yeah. just because she like she was he, there. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. So her coming back and just going, no, no, I was just here. My mother was just here. Like. It was only brief, it was emotional, but then after, like, it took me, like, ten minutes to click, I'm like, oh, 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 I need to watch all this again. So I started again. Um, so I got very loud then. You I did. apologise. Sorry, no, emotion. I lo- no, no, I love it. <laughs> emotion. So, yeah. So you kind of hooked from then on in? Absolutely. Like, again, still didn't know where it was going, yeah. but I was exa- hooked. I wanted. I now wanted to know where it was going. Fantastic. Like, something exciting was happening. We were outside. It wasn't just their relationship. We're brought in, bringing in secondary characters from other movies. Um, Jimmy Woo, Darcy yep. is back in as well. So, yeah, I was really, really hooked on what was going on. Are you ready to deep dive? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. The show itself. So, WandaVision, um, everyone likes to put, again, in Feige we trust as, mm. like, you know, the curator, if you will, of this unbelievable connectedness of these shows. Yeah. But this is actually from creator showrunner Jack Schaefer, Jacqueline Schaefer, who actually uh, worked in Marvel Comics as an editor yep. for a time. Um, I think she's done an amazing job of putting it together. And it's directed by Matt Shackman. Now, most TV series, as we know, have multiple directors. They might do two episodes here and there. He's done the entire thing himself. Yeah. Now, other series that have done that are things like Spaced, by yep. Edgar Wright yep. and True Detective Season 1. I think it works. I think this one director thing, obviously I know it's a lot, but I think it's it really held up the integrity of well, the Marvel Cinematic it's Universe. It's really interesting that you say <laughs> that because, yeah, like the one director were like, the, obviously the most previous thing that captivated everyone where Disney was on a massive role was The Mandalorian. Um, yeah. And people like sort of hooked into that. This is amazing. But that had different directors, but it was just overseen by the same sort of person. And I think the resolutions at the end of every episode yeah. worked for The Mandalorian. Yeah, absolutely. But I will say I did find, watching The Mandalorian, differences in quality. Oh, absolutely. In, and this is the yeah. thing. So the storytelling, like from John Favreau <laughs> and everything coming through, um, and the other guy's name who I can't remember, did The Clone Wars. Um, oh, Dave Filoni. Yes. So them obviously, obviously in control. Right, obviously in control, scripting everything. There's a whole big massive plan of what's going on. You need to know this needs to have go. And then the directors like Bryce Dallas Howard and Robert Rodriguez step in and go, cool, just add your own flair to it. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, can we just point that out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, take that, Spy Kids too. Sorry, I know this isn't the Mandalorian podcast. <laughs> sorry, I am. Sorry, <laughs> I sorry. Talk, no, I will talk about yeah, it. But but, yeah, but, yeah, but just saying. comparing, it's like you had the overarch. Um, 
And the sort of thing with the MCU is that different directors coming through. It's only really in the latter stages where um, the Russos took over mm. to make it a bit more sort of streamlined into it. But yeah, you can definitely tell with WandaVision, like one big planned scenario and the way that they were doing it with the jumping around between the TV serial um, theme into it and then introducing, spoiler, Agatha Harkness and that sort yeah. of stuff. It had to be one person. I don't think it would have worked. Spoilers, really. If you I haven't know. seen it now, guys. I like, know, right? Can you call yourself Marvel fans? No, you shouldn't be on saying. here, right? You clicked onto the wrong podcast. <laughs> Um, but, but please stay, like, subscribe, hit those buttons, give us reviews. Absolutely, Thank you. tell other people who might like it. But yes, this I feel like this had to be the one director. It wouldn't have worked the way the Mandalorian yeah. worked. Yeah. So yes. So that's interesting because I'm wondering if, and I haven't done any like pre um, research on this, whether it's the same for the Falcon and Bucky show, whether they have one director, whether they have a couple of directors, um, which is interesting considering again. It wasn't going to be well. It's funny, where it like was. again, like I, I feel like it, that would have to be, and my gut feeling going in is it is one director because all of the, the trailer stuff, it just looks like a movie. It it, it literally looks like the like you could have gone. Here's that um, thing of Cap at the end of Civil War yeah. six months later and then, and then or, just kicked or off. five, 800 years yeah. later or whatever and then just started again. Whereas yeah. even like WandaVision and even with like the dropping of the Loki trailer, that still looks like a series. WandaVision looked like you could tell there were different episodes and Loki, you can tell it's over a period of time and he's going mm. doing different things. The, the, Bucky, the Bucky and the Winter Soldier, as I'm about to call it, which is what it should be called. Hey, it's a show I'd watch. Right? I'm not going it's to lie. better than the Bucking of the Winter Soldier. But anyway. Hey, um, it's, it's a, a show. show I'd watch. Yeah. Um, My husband, Ralph. <laughs> so <laughs> the Falcon and Winter Soldier preview trailer, just it looks like a movie. So I feel like, particularly with special effects and everything, it, I feel like it would have to be the one director through. Cool. Like a whole story. I'm interested. We'll talk about that because mm. we're going to do an MCU roundup. But let's get into this show. So, obviously, it's called WandaVision. Um, so, we have returning Elizabeth Olsen uh, and Paul Bettany. And we actually give them a lot more screen time uh, and a lot more character development this time than we have seen them previously in the MCU. What are your thoughts on their performances? Funny Paul Bettany. I think this has been, and I know the show is about Wanda's grief, and I'm not taking away from Elizabeth Olsen, but this has been such a fantastic vehicle for Paul Bettany. 100%. To the point where I'm like, give him something else what to I, do. Yeah, right. What I'd like to point out is that you had Paul Bettany come along from, obviously, Jarvis, the voice that was Jarvis, um, with very sort of dry wit sort of thing, then put him into Vision, which is all very straight, like robotics has yeah. sort of started off, and then he sort of evolved and very serious in um, his time in Infinity War. Um, or Civil War before that and then to Infinity War. Bringing him into this, the humour's come out, but it's the same character as it's opposed... So, it's so tricky to do, Right, yeah. as opposed to Thor versus Ragnarok, where we brought the humour out in Chris Hemsworth, but the character is just completely different. It's a completely it's different It's a different vehicle. Character. Like, he's yeah. playing a different person completely to bring I, the character out. I think that's probably what you're going to get to when one of your directors is the biggest Shakespearean right. director on the yeah. planet and then another one is the most wacky, quirky, yeah. Yeah. little intimate, independent-style filmmaker. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, so in terms of Paul Bettany's performance, amazing. Amazing to be yeah. able to keep the character of Vision but then start bringing himself and his personality and what he does best, letting that shine through. Yeah. Great through all the episodes and then at the end bringing it back to being that vision that we saw mm-hmm. in Infinity War um, and then Civil War as well was absolutely amazing. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, I look, I love her. Yeah. Absolutely, I absolutely love her. I've loved her in everything I've ever seen her in. I think she's, I think she's amazing and she held it together and she kept the mystery there the whole oh, way through. 100%. Even to the end credits. Yeah. There's still mystery in that last There's, scene. Yeah, exactly. And you know Because I'm what? like, if, you, if you're going to project yourself doing that, why are you wearing... Why are you wearing a one-colour tracksuit? Exactly <laughs> right, okay? Sure, surely you've got enough time on your hands to go through the dark hole and give me some better clothes. I, look, I, I doubt that there's a Macca's car park she's hanging out in. <laughs> oh, so what would Sokovian Macca's be called? And I want this on a T-shirt. The right, yep. What would be yep. their burger? Good Lord. Yeah, oh. Let's <laughs> not <laughs> go into that, yeah. McCaring. Yeah, McC- <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, anyway, so, yeah, no, I the, the two of them, as I said, didn't ship them originally um, but loved them throughout this. I love the development of everything and I loved her sort of like not descent into madness but her realisation of where she was at 
and then coming back through it and then like owning up of who she was witch wise and yep. then the outfit the outfit i have to say for all of the outfits the costume department just nailed it those 1950s dresses were just nailed i would it. to whatever agnes was wearing in that first episode yeah. Yep. I would pay millions of dollars to wear. Yep. It's gorgeous. Yep. All right. So also returning, we have uh, Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, Woo from the Ant-Man series. And Kat Dennings is now she's Dr. Darcy Lewis. Um, no longer a political science major, but actually has a doctorate in astrophysicist. So you'd it looks think. like Jane's. Jane's <laughs> you'd think. I, I think it's less. People on the internet are being like, you know, Jane's influences kind of rubbed off. And I'm like. No, Jane was an astrophysicist who got a hot Nordic god boyfriend. Yeah. Darcy kind of seemed, especially in Thor Dark World, seemed like the type of person to be like, oh, I'm switching degrees. Yeah, when that happens <laughs> to I, you. I'm going to get one of those, things. But if that's happening to you, if you're experiencing what you're experiencing, you don't continue with political science. Uh, no. No, no. No, so. No. Yeah, so the reintroduction of those two characters, amazing. I loved... And I, this is probably one of the major criticisms I had is that for the amount of people in it, but the very intimate storyline, you tended to lose them in the latter half of the mm. series. I loved their chemistry from the off. Yep. Um, and as I said to you earlier today, I would see an X-Files style MCU show with Jimmy Woo and Dr. Darcy Lewis as Mulder and Scully just... I wish they'd done it in the hex. The truth is in here is what they could have used at the time. Oh, it could have been the 90s show. He could have had that flop hair that David Duchovny had. Yes, And they could have given her like that real bad bob that Gillian Anderson had. He could have started a band and then he could have... Oh, that is so good. Yeah, right. He could have started a band. (laughs) (laughs) If there is a series two... You need to call us to do some writing because yeah, we've right. got this. We're here for we've you. We've got it. We've Trust got us. it. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I like them. I wish I would have seen more of Darcy in the hex. Yeah. After she got there, but I mean, she <laughs> quite literally nailed Haywood. Right. Um, and got him arrested, which is fantastic. So we're all happy with that. Um, Tana Paris is Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo, you for you. Unbelievable. Like, I want to see her as Captain Marvel at some point. I think she's amazing. Which is a big talking point at the moment. Is like, is she, like, more suited for Captain Marvel than not Brie Larson, but Carol Danvers? Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, look, I, she has made me excited for Captain Marvel too. Oh, yep. Not that I yep. didn't like yep. Brie Larson. I like Brie Larson, but I wasn't. I didn't see anywhere for that character to go and what are you going to do? Just no, in. and I just, to me, Captain Marvel, especially when you're coming in now as basically the new Cap. Yeah. You are the new Cap. Yeah. Um, and as much as people want to pick on my husband and his mm. acting prowess, he held Steve Rogers' gravitas yeah. like there was no tomorrow. Um, she was all very, I'm 90s, I'm just a girl but now I know who I am type thing, but we didn't get enough of that in no, Endgame because she was off doing whatever she, she was doing. She disappeared and then came yeah, back with the greatest 100%. return known to mankind. So I'm hoping in Captain Marvel 2 they kind of build on that. But what Monica did in this and leading up to her progression is with her superpowers because we don't know if she's photon or spectrum at this point, um, was so strong. And then she does like she's, she stuck to superhero landings. Yeah. Yep. But then we kind of lost her for those last two episodes before she yeah. came back, and I kind of think she could have kicked a little bit more ass in the yeah. finale, personally. I, yeah, I thought we were... Honestly, I thought we were going to build on her. I thought she was going so, to build up well, And that's kind more. of the idea that they'd given us the whole yeah. time. Because otherwise, without her, it was, such, it was such a family drama. Yeah. It was exactly what yeah. it was. It was like um, 30-something called Six Feet Under from, like, yeah. the early noughties and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Then we, I'm going to talk about these people last. Let's talk about the supporting characters. And when I say the supporting characters, I mean the town of Westview. Ah. I think these actors, for what they did, and again, I think we could have seen a little bit more of them in, in the end, were amazing. Love Dottie and Phil Jones. Love Herb. Loved uh, Norm. Loved um, <laughs> Bev. Shut up, Bev. Shut up, Bev. <laughs> Um, I thought they were great, and the way that they changed through the time periods as well was, like, fantastic. Um, and I love that they were supporting characters. When they were trying to work out who they were, they were yeah. like, Abolash, I can't remember his last name, um, starring as Norm. Yeah, like, I yeah exactly that. That was fantastic, the way they worked out who was who. Um, what did you think of him? 
Um, look, I, look, I actors dream those roles mm. of playing your caricatures, but then you get that amazing dramatic moment for most of them where you get broken out and you get to be oh, yeah. yourself from nowadays sort of thing and giving them those moments at the end um, of the finale sort of pleading with Wanda was great. Um, and like you said, yes, they're all amazing. They all sort of nailed those little supporting characters exactly like they were those supporting characters from different TV shows. TV shows. And to be 100% honest, like... Catherine Hahn obviously being the biggest name there. Yeah. Um, and there'd be a lot of hoo-ha when she was cast. It was like she has to be someone. But any of those others could have broken out and said, I'm this person, and I would have gone, yep. Oh. Would have believed it. It wouldn't have been a shock. I would have gone, yep, that's believable. Because when the internet and the rumours started about Web of Lies. Dottie yeah. saying that, you know, because she's the key to everything in Westview, it wasn't her I had the problem with. It was her husband. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. Phil. I was like... Ooh, something not right about you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but just <laughs> just when he called out Norm for being a communist as well. Right. I'm like, what type of activities are you seeing, Vision, to call this guy a communist? And could that be actually something? But the, exactly. But there was just enough of them. I know. For them that they could have taken on any role. One, Any one of them could have gone, I'm a fist on. I would have gone, yep, I'm for it. I'm for it. Um, Julian Hilliard and Jet Kyle as... Peaches and Cream, the twins. <laughs> Sorry, Wiccan and Speed, Billy and Tommy. Loved them. I just loved those children and I didn't want to because I don't like children on screen. Correct. Correct. They were great. Yeah. They were, to me, they were the heart of the show. They brought the heart of the show when they turned up. Yeah. 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 Chips and Coke, as I call them. They were great. Chips and Coke. They were so, like, and I've never. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Paul and Bess, wait. No. No, they're not porky. Um, but, um, no, I look, I've never liked children in a show, and I find the way, particularly the way that children are written nowadays for movies, is we all make them mutes. There's something wrong with them, and so they're going to be really quiet and not saying anything. And, like, that girl that was in Logan, well, mm. we'll make her moody and not say anything. Yeah. And then break out. And it's just, it's such a cop out for but writing. Even children. Harley Keener in Iron Man 3 was. Broody for a kid. Yeah, Do you know what for, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sort of thing. And where I mean, we... which was awesome for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, like for Tony to work Stark off. Yeah. to work off. Absolutely. But, but they've obviously made him, I've got problems. Yeah, and I yeah. want him to watch me do what I'm doing. And I just, yeah. I can't stand the way kids are written. And um, what he wrote, Brain Going to March. Is it George R. Martin who wrote um, Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah. So they said, in an interview with him, said, What's like your favorite character to write? And he said, Tyrion's the best character to write ever. He said, What's your least favorite character to write? And he said, Bran. Because he's the youngest character, he's a boy, and you can't just describe things from the perception of an adult. You have to imagine how would a boy perceive this? What do they see? And it's so hard Especially to write. a boy who went through horrific, horrific things. Yeah, but that's it. So he saw, and we know what he saw, but he didn't. He didn't really well, understand that. Well, it's more the physical injury. Yeah. Like the well, there's the injury as well. Like, so, but that's it. So it's hard to write children. I feel like everyone now cops out on writing children, just makes them broody. And I'm going to be quiet. And my biggest pet hate in any movie, sorry for the tangent, but is when a child turns around and sees like a tragedy or something coming towards a group of adults who are facing the other direction and they just tilt their head and stare at it. I'm like, have you ever known a child to shut up? No. Oh, my God, Mom, 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 Mom. That's how they And are. Billy did that. Billy had a head tilt moment, which wasn't a head tilt yeah. moment. It was a, like the pose that kid took was... Was it Billy or Tommy? I can never remember. Wiccan, I'll say, because that's the only way. It's <laughs> the only way I can remember him. He stood strong for a ten-year-old yeah. kid and focused in on what that new power that he had was, and yeah. then went, "Mum, mum, I can hear Dad. There's a problem." Yeah. Like, so yeah, I love the kids. I love the way they were written. Um, devastated at the end. Oh my God, choked up. Man, I didn't. I didn't want. She's to working. Go. She's working on it. Right. She's going through that that's book. It. She's trying to get those boys. Yeah, back. yeah. Those boys just took that blast, <laughs> Mr. Stark. I don't want to go moment. I'm just. Kicked it in the ass. sorry. I loved those boys. They were great. They were, I wanted more of them. Um, Fly Kids 3, those boys. <laughs> well, just a little bit about them. So Jet Klein, who plays Tommy, who is Speed, the one in green. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was young Harvey from Sabrina, The Chilling yes, Adventures of yes, Sabrina. Yes, he was. And Julian Hilliard, who is young Billy, who is Wiccan. Yep. He has... An amazing 
resume of horror films. So he did The Haunting of Hill House. He was mm. the youngest mm. twin. He's going into the next Conjuring movie. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I'm going into the next Conjuring movie. Um, and there was something else, like, really scary that he did. And he's, like, on set laughing and stuff. I'm like, this kid's amazing. Um, I think that kind of stuff was kind of grounding for something like this. So yeah. it's not like, I'm being kitty kitty. It's like, no, I've seen some shit. I've seen <laughs> shit. In my, in my um, acting time. No, so. that I've seen shit. I love um, them. So, yeah, no, they, yeah, Peaches and Cream can stay. I want them to come back. Catherine Hart. Oh, it oh. was Agatha All Along, a number one song, 47 second song on the iTunes yep. charts. Absolutely. It's our ringtones. Yep. Um, I've got a shirt. That says you I get through all along and says I killed Sparky too on the back. Um, well, what I do love is like obviously the casting of Catherine Hahn stirred some interest because she was that one supporting character that was already somebody. It is interesting that people thought she had to be somebody. So there was original talk of like who is she because she's already a name. She wouldn't just be in the background. She's clearly playing somebody. Oh, the internet went crazy. We'll talk about the internet in a little in bit. In a second, but... yeah. But um, I do love that people now who are unaware of her are discovering her. And she had such amazing little subtle moments along the way of just Catherine Hahn shining through wherever she could. Yeah. And it was so great. But the best thing was she could have just been the nosy neighbour. Absolutely. And you wouldn't have minded. No, wouldn't have minded not at all. At all. Would have been fine. My only, the only downside I have to her is she was amazing and then you had... That Agatha all along intro came along and she was hilarious with the laughing and the I killed Sparky too. Ha <laughs> ha great. But then when she became Agatha Harkness in the following two episodes, the humour was gone. And just, Oh yeah, she was, was mean bitch. Yeah, she just that took over and that episode that was the reruns episode, deadly serious of I need to find out what you did, and then the episode after that, I need to take your power. I felt that the comedy still could have come through. In the yeah. evil, like yep, Tom Hiddleston yep, yep. bought the comedy in the evil. We still oh, hated him originally. Yeah. Um, there seems to be that moment there. I think that sort of drive. That's the only gripe I have. Yeah, you probably could have tipped the scale more to desperation of mm. wanting to know how she did it. Yeah. And that could have brought back the humour. There yeah. was like opportunities for it there. Absolutely. So that's my only sort of down thing with Catherine Hahn is in order to play the villain, she sort of sacrificed and what had been built up and was amazing. And yep. I get that was... The whole thing's like, that was a character. I was playing a character. Great, but there's still bits of you in that character. Love that moment where they put the car through the house and the boots are just The boot, there, that like was amazing. So good. Yeah, it was so well done. I did bite a child once. That line, it's the best delivered line ever. In the entire thing. Ever, yep. ever. Absolutely. I did bite a kid once. So good. Yeah, perfect. She's so good. Um, so, yes, loved, loved her. Loved yeah. her. I want to see her again. So one of the rumours on the internet was that there was a post-credit sequence where she went back and picked up Signor Scratchy. Yeah. Uh, who then formed, went into a uh, a, a male form who mm. you never saw, but you just heard the voice yeah. say, now we're going to do something, blah, blah. And then it came up with Agatha Harkness will return in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, okay. Which would have been good, yep. nice and good. But I do hope we see her again. Look. I hope, I hope something happens or someone goes, oh, Maybe Doctor Strange goes and try and, you know, clean up what's happened in Westview and wakes yeah. her up or something. So look, something, anything can happen. Something can happen to Wanda and, like, concussed, whatever. Like, there's so many ways you can bring her back because she's still there and they obviously kept her alive for a reason. They could have just had her explode or be blasted into oblivion and whatnot. Yeah. She's still there. We have so many avenues that you can go down with her between Nick, Scratch, Mephisto, the Salem Seven, all nightmare. of that stuff, yeah, nightmare. All of that stuff. Not that just she can my do. favorite board game. Also, R a great villain. <laughs> right, right. Not something that just occurs every night of my life. Um, so there's so many options there. My cold, cold nights without the MCU. <laughs> Hugging my pillow boyfriend. Um, anywho, yeah. So yeah, I feel like that she can come back, and yeah. there can be other ways to come back. I would like to see her come back for a Salem Seven TV show. That's my I ideal to come back. Now. I'm going to call this next section, we need to talk about Pietro. <gasps> I'm going to start at the end. Good. The reveal that he was my husband, Ralph, only because he lived in the house that she took over. Yeah. And was an actor <laughs> yeah. with his headshots and a douchebag called Ralph Boner. 
I loved. That's where I'm starting from. Great. The frustration that I had about what they were going to do with this absolutely it it murdered me like there was weeks of me going oh don't just don't we're so close it's been so good don't screw it up it's the first one in no um what do we think of evan peters look i don't have a problem with evan peters as an actor at all like i remember liking him in never back down like yeah that's where i first saw him kick ass is in that as well um my issue was that I didn't like his take on Quicksilver in the X-Men franchise. And that's fair. I didn't like his take on it. I didn't like the amount of power this guy had. Um, and everyone sort of raved about it. And the only reason for me he sort of came across is because it was the only one of the new X-Men that had any personality. So he sort of it's shone above. It's not even personality. It was humour. Humour, yeah. So it, was, it, was, of, it was for the ha-ha kids. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So it sort of was like, like, oh, I love his interpretation. Like, well, I didn't. He was way too fast. Um, one of the things I loved about... Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character in um, Age of Ultron was when he was running around a Sokovia trying to save everyone and he actually got winded and out of breath because he's still running, even though he's yeah, fast. Still <laughs> like, you're still running. It's not like a leisurely Sunday That's it, whereas Evan you. Peters is like, la, 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 la. So I, just, I didn't like it. And what I didn't like about him coming into this, everyone's like, oh, he's coming in as Quicksilver, but he's not Quicksilver. And it was revealed sort of early on that, no, he's not. And you sort of got that feeling originally. As soon as Darcy said she's recast Pietro, it was like, okay, well, it's not him. It's not meant to be him. They haven't just recast him or whatever. But I didn't like that we acknowledged that MCU. Yeah. That I didn't, I, I didn't like it. Everything after First Class I wasn't for. And he stayed through the horrible apocalypse and the horrible Dark Phoenix. And we just, yeah, it was just acknowledging something I wanted I'm to be dead. I'm all for stunt casting. Yeah. I love a little bit of stunt casting. But for me, and I love Evan Peters. Like, I'm an yeah. Evan Peters fan. I think he's the best thing to ever come out of American Horror Story. And the one season that he wasn't in it, I was like, it was a 1984 one. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Really? Put yeah. him in it. Um, my problem was Aaron Taylor Johnson, for the small time that he was Pietro, yeah. absolutely, like, he owned the role. Yeah. But the repercussions that that death took on Wanda and also the show and why she was there. I was like, don't do this. Yeah. Like if you're trying to erase that, like yeah. that's terrible. And like, I think you said earlier, Feige's always said dead is dead. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that tends to be the same for um, the comics is like, the only person who's really ever dead is Uncle Ben. He's yeah. never coming Yeah, never. Back. Right. Um, uh, it was Uncle Ben and Bucky originally, and then 2013 they brought Bucky back. So it was like, okay, so it's just Uncle Ben now. Yeah. So I think everyone was always like, but you could bring him back because everyone else comes back and there's different timelines and then there's a multiverse of madness. So I like that they stuck to their guns that dead is dead. I think it was a cop-out that you could not have got just a cameo of him when they did that Sokovian flashback to the Hydra Lab. Absolutely. And that to be honest, it. I think it's, I thought it was disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. this is my thing. It was like, oh, what, like the rumours that he was coming back and like, but then against the dead is dead. How do you do it? Well, we brought Loki back. We watched yeah. Loki die. Flashback. Like, there yeah. you go. But That's... then we have a You've got no excuse for not a flashback. And I said, all right, well, this yeah. is it. We're going into the shield. We're going to where they were tested on the mind zone. He has to be there. They were together. But having, and the thing is, you really could have, um, I think, driven home that whole family first thing. Yeah. And the fact that he was always trying to protect her by him seeing what she saw in the mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If he knew... And he would have known her true nature, yeah. which I love that she is not a mutant. She's not been to the, she's a witch. Yes. She is a witch. Yep. Thank God. <laughs> the science teacher from Spider-Man 2 was right. It's witches. It's witches. <laughs> it's witches. That um, was the foreseeing of it all. That's probably the most disappointing thing. I think that was disappointing. Yeah, I, um, I agree. And I don't know whether it's like, I don't, I don't see why Aaron Johnson would go, no, I'm not coming back. Like every actor needs work at the moment. And every interview I've ever read with him, even like in like recent years has been best fun I've ever had on a yeah, set. I'd so happily work with those guys I again. just don't get why it was coming out. And particularly it's sort of, I find it bizarre that we've gone to this scenario where Wanda's created this whole thing to bring vision back, whereas she'd spent a whole life. Like through yeah. the death of her parents, through the thing with Stark, through getting tested by S.H.I.E.L.D., through everything yeah. with her brother, to then just go, oh, but I loved Vision for however long. But we're not even acknowledging him in this 
creative Well, voice. I got the shits with that in uh, Endgame when she stood in front of Thanos and went, you took everything from me. And I went, uh, didn't take your parents, didn't take your brother. I assumed <laughs> she was talking about her brother because Thanos was behind Ultron. So I actually think that's what she was talking oh, about. Oh, see, because I was like, hang, hang on, hang yeah, on. I thought, there's I more think grief. There's more grief there. That's what I think she meant by everything. You took Vision and you took okay. Pietro. Because so she has that. that amazing line in Ultron where... He's like, you can't kill me. I'm already dead. And she, yeah. he's like, now you know what it feels. No, Ultron says to her, you're going to know what it feels like to be dead. And she says, I already do yeah. after Pietro yeah, goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what it feels like? It felt like this. And I've got to say, the last of COVID, because there was that mention of necromancy and mm. the, the body was in another continent, yeah. when I saw the Sokovian mountains, I went, Oh, she hasn't. Ooh, and yeah. then we went into the house. I went. I thought it's Oh there. my god, my heart beat. <laughs> my heart beat. But she's reading that dark hole. She's reading the dark oh, magic yeah. book to bring the sons back. I'm like, would you not just go? Here's a pile of bones that my brother used to be. Necromancy. <laughs> I thought that was the big cameo. Like I literally, when we went in, we're in Sokovia. She's in there. She had the book. We'd yeah. mentioned it. She can't bring Vision back, but by God, I've got the body of my brother who was a living thing. Bring yeah. him back. No, but... Because there was always that thing, your brother is always your brother no matter what happens. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, oh, god yeah, damn, ladies yeah. and gents. Uh, um, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like Pietro, though I in, I enjoyed that they brought back more of the focus on um, that she is still grieving losing him. Yeah. I kind of feel like he kind of got the shaft because of the stunt casting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As a character. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So we ended this in such a lovely way. It was wrapped up um, nicely. She let everyone go. She cast the, her first spell. She cast her runes. She did everything. Unfortunately, the boys disappeared. Devastating. And then <laughs> Vision went. Devastating. And all of that was in complete opposition to what's been happening on the internet for the past Eight weeks. Absolutely. Everything on the internet was wrong, and I love that. I love that. We had John Boyega coming in as Blue Marvel, John Krasinski coming in as Reed Richards, our Mephistos, and really if this was a band, I'd go and see them. Al Pacino, Richard E. Grant, Keanu Reeves, Martin Short, and Mark Hamill. There's a band. Kudos Bank Arena presents the Mephistos. Uh, Major Goodner being a scroll, but we did get a scroll, and I kind of knew we were getting a scroll. I just thought it was too prevalent. Yeah. Not to be there. But it was a fine scroll. Was, yeah. Sort of made it was a it was No the Magneto, thing. whether it's Fast Bender or McKellen, no good. Professor X, no good. Wolverine. Good. No Doctor Strange. And I was good with that. Yeah. I lo- and, and don't get me there. wrong, I love Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. Yeah. I didn't think he'd be able to pull it off. And the command that he has, especially in the, that opening endgame scene with Robert Downey Jr., yeah. you, you knew there was a fine successor there yeah, ready to go. That's great. Um, but it was just good not not to see. He didn't him. need to be there. Yeah, not at all. Previously, for our <laughs> previously on mm. reassembly required, we had been given six Infinity Stones. Oh, we're doing this for the TV series. Yeah. Um, sorry for the movies. Now, what would you give our first entry into Marvel a phase four? So the issue I've got is it is the first MCU spin-off series. And filmed completely differently to the Defenders. Like completely. Oh, completely differently. Completely differently. So you can't compare to that. This seems to me to be its own entity. And so therefore, and because we've got two coming, the maximum I can give it is a four. Four? Because if I love, and I did, I loved it, a four, and I think it was absolutely great. But there's every chance that the Falcon and Winter Soldier could be better. And Logie could be even better. And I don't want to stop um, myself. Sebastian stands in it. It's pretty good. <laughs> it already gets a three just for him being cast in it. Snapping. Bucky, Snapping through Bucky's life. back. Yeah. Bucky's back. So, yeah, so I'm giving it a four. Like, yeah, I'm blown away. Happy, So happy with yeah. it. It was everything I wanted. Closure. I was invested. Yeah. I liked all the characters. Um, yeah, it was, as I said, with most TV series nowadays, there's no closure. And that was the thing with the other things with the... Um, the internet predictions is all the predictions were basing on it being left open dramatically yeah. on some person's going to step in and it's going to be like, <gasps> and then we have to wait for a movie that's not going to come out for three years or whatever yeah. before something happens and we're left on a high. No, 
this resolved. It was beautiful. It was emotional. And like I said, it even gave having nothing to do with Bucky and Falcon. Yeah. It opened the door because she's back in Sokovia yeah. and we know they're in Sokovia. Yeah. yeah. So, it, yeah, it was beautiful. So it gets a four. I give it a four. You know what? I'm giving it a four too. I love it. It was, <laughs> it was by no means a perfect show. No. But amazing for the first one back in. Yeah. Um, I watched an interview with Catherine Hahn and um, the interviewer asked her, um, "Have you? how do you feel about watching the show? And she said, I've been watching it with my kids every Friday night. We sit down and we watch it mm. and they've been giving me feedback. And that's what used to happen. Yeah. TV shows, you used to sit down with your family to watch And watch them. Hey Dad. And I... <laughs> Oh, we can never mention that show again. <laughs> oh, no, we can't. He's in jail, right? right? And watch Newlyweds. Remember Chances? I watch Chances. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, international listeners. Oh. These are all really Australian Easy Street. Shows. Watch Easy Street. <laughs> um, in, but I used to sit down and watch Family Ties, which is Family why ties, I love growing that episode pains. so much. Like, yeah. Punky Brewster, and it's back. And Punky Brewster is coming back. The crying that I did. <laughs> My mum called Channel 9 when Punky Brewster finished because I was on the floor in a mess saying, Hilarious. bring it back, bring it back. Hilarious. And she's like, please tell me there's more episodes coming. And they're like, oh, no, they've cancelled it. It's done. Oh, my God. Yeah, never got over it. And now it's back on stand. It Hurrah. is. Um, it gave me something to look forward to every week. And talk about. Yeah. With friends. Because The Mandalorian, which gave me something to look forward to, but it resolved. Everything resolved. Because yeah. these things didn't resolve, it was something that carried me through the week to watch. Because obviously, as a globe, we're living through a time that no one's ever really lived through before yeah. with this pandemic. And it was nice to have something. Like, they brought something yeah. that was positive to look forward to. But also... Like, exceptionally risky in the first three episodes being these flashbacks, and they did resolve. Because, yeah. um, and can Im- imagine, imagine that meeting. Okay, Falcon and the Winter Soldier's just been shut down and they're filming overseas. Yeah. We can't lead with this. We also can't put Black Widow into theatres. Let's go with WandaVision. WandaVision's can you up. imagine everyone going, um, what? Oh, whoa. How are they? Yeah, what? Okay, right? all right. <laughs> no pressure um, supporting characters. You're yeah. the other leads for Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so risky in the way that it was done with the flashbacks and everything and just leaking little bits of information and then suddenly charging into it. But completely successful. Really, really great. So what, what month is it and what year right now? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's March. August 1998, isn't it? Oh, my God, I was beautiful. <laughs> Can it please be August 1998? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's March 2020. One. The last 2021. Yes, sorry, 2020. <laughs> I'm like. 2020. What? It's just, it's going There's a forever. pandemic coming if it's, it's March 2020. It's March 2020. 2, 2020. Yeah. Um, it's March 2021. The last time we had uh, MCU giving was July 2019. Oh, my God. Do you want to know what's up this year? I do, yes. This year, for 2021, we have WandaVision. Tick. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Brown. B-dubs. Brown. Loki. Yeah. Shang-Chi. Mm. What If, The Eternals, yeah. Spider-Man, No Way Home, and there's also not dates being confirmed, but the year for 2021 has been confirmed for Hawkeye and Miss Marvel. Boom. I've, the content. The That's content. why we're here, ladies and gentlemen. The, the content, content is just, it's, it's amazing. Do you feel they're oversaturating? Well, so here's the thing. Like, funnily enough, the pandemic is sort of amazing <laughs> for Marvel in the sense that these TV shows were planned before the pandemic. Yes. So, but at this stage with cinemas not open in overseas, they are in Australia, but not overseas. And so... Things not being released and like Wonder Woman, for example, going to HBO and cinemas at the same mm. time and nobody know what's going on. And now Marvel has, well, we've got these TV shows. Like they could have sat back and gone, we've only got Black Widow. What do we do? Do we release it to a streaming do service? Th- oh, is that why we think they've done the Snyder Cut for DC? Because they're like, we need something. No, because they're idiots. That's why they've done it. <laughs> That's Fair why. Because people pitch for it and he's, he's an yeah. egomaniac. Um, if they can keep up the quality, if Marvel can keep up, I'm not talking about DC. No. If Marvel can keep, keep up, up the quality, Marvel can keep up the quality. Then I don't think it's oversaturation. I think it's. I think it's the perfect yeah. time. I feel like 
if cinemas were still the way they were and everything had come out when it was planned, it might have been. Yeah. If we'd have got Black Widow, Bucky, I'm just calling it Bucky now, um, it's the name of the show. Look, yeah. it's a show that I'd watch. Yeah. Um, WandaVision, all these things coming out back to back to back and it kept saturating us the way that it had. I feel like this breath after Endgame and um, Spider-Man Freight Car has been amazing, <laughs> which is what I call yeah. Spider-Man Apart From Home, um, has actually been good. Like yeah. we were also like, oh, we don't have the content. Oh, we've sort of had that time to step away, have a breathe, get around. But now we're sort of, we are desperate for content now because yeah. we want things to be released. The things come as soon as no, and they've gone, well, here's a TV show. So... It sort of worked out really well for Marvel, I feel. And for mm. me, this was the perfect timing. We were so desperate after getting nothing. We were so desperate that we went and saw Wonder Woman at the cinemas. That's where we it's were. It's not a lie, ladies and no, gentlemen. It actually did. happened. And I did. actually went in hopeful. I know. We'll talk about that. That's another story. Actually, you know what? <laughs> we won't. Um, but, yeah, so this is sort of like the start of this year. What a great breath of fresh air. And as you said... You can watch it from home. You can talk to people about it. Yeah. It continues on. The conversation's still there. <laughs> Reddit's going insane. Reddit's going insane. But it's, it is. It's the perfect content. And I've, I've said this before. As people start saying, oh, release Black Widow. I'm like, why would they? Why would you release Black Widow? Well, like, it is a movie. You intended to make money for it. You have to make a large amount of money to get your money mm. back on it. If you have content made for streaming coming out, you've got yeah. three shows. Why release a movie to streaming that you're going to lose money on? And that's it. And because Disney have been doing that, yeah. Um, the Mar- Marvel Studios apparently have had a little bit of pressure put on them, and Feige's like just Feige's just trying to withhold that as much because yeah. he understands that he understands we have the streaming content. Yeah, these films are not for streaming content. Uh, yeah. We haven't filmed two movies back to back in Australia for streaming content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have all this stuff going on. Unless Black Widow links in with something, then obviously you have to. Mm. I don't see it. It's a flashback movie. We know it's been filmed. We know it's there. Wait for it to come to cinemas and let's get a cinematic experience for the cinema-filmed movie. Yeah. Um, Marvel, before the pandemic, as I said, have really stepped up and adopt, adopted, adapted to the way that we're watching stuff now by yeah. going, well, we're not going to – Phase 4 isn't just all movies. People are watching streaming stuff now. Things are going Which straight to awesome, streaming. Which is awesome because it's like the comics because you used to have your limited run comics yeah. and then like your um, your tales of suspense and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. started and things like so that. So they've come out and gone, cool, well, here's WandaVision, here's Bucky the series. Um, still calling it that. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be B soon. Yeah, B. <laughs> Throwing up the sign. That's it. It's like Prince. With, with the middle hand. Yeah. <laughs> The middle hand formerly known as Bucky. <laughs> See, Prince ever had a TV series. But, um, yeah, so they have these things ready to go on streaming services and movies. So they're moving into that area. And what's DC got? The Snyder Cut. <laughs> Good Lord. I've had the Snyder Cut and it's like a fucking paper cut, let me tell you. I thought it was some type of, like, circumcision ritual. The I'm Snyder like, Cut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Something that you can request at a bris, maybe. It's actually a frontal lobotomy, so you actually enjoy those movies. That's the Snyder Cut. Muzzle top. Yeah, piece of your brain. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I'm sure there is someone out there who likes DCEU. Um, I like DC. I EU. love the DCEU. comics. DCEU. DCEU. I know. I love the comics, but I love their TV shows. Oh, originally um, they did TV shows better than Marvel, but that's been changed. Um, <laughs> that's Something's just got to be yeah. kick up as fun. I love Doom Patrol. I love Swamp Thing, which should have got another series. I love those. Um, I liked Gotham to start off. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, again, I think it went too long. That's what I said, personally. yeah, when it started off. Um, but again, Marvel understand control and moderation. And yeah. Adapting and stuff like to that. what's going on. They're just like, and DCU just seems to be like fighting to catch up and chasing its tail. Anyway, so we're not going to, no more DCU bashing. Um, back to what we're talking about. What are we talking about? <laughs> Bucky. Um, so. Well, speaking of Bucky, so now that WandaVision is over, um, Bucky hits our screens in two weeks, which is exceptionally interesting. So He'll be hitting our screens and I'll be licking our screens. <laughs> um, and we'll be hitting on the screen. <laughs> um, so before WandaVision, there was two weeks of Marvel Legends where they did um, Scarlet Witch and complete, like got all of her scenes from everything she'd done leading up to, and then they did Vision. So I'm thinking next week we're probably going to get a Bucky and Falcon one. I'm really curious to see if they've listened to the feedback of how everyone was so disappointed that there were no interviews 
or absolutely anything. It was I said they're like going, come on, come on, no, okay, it's just clips. It's, it's just, just clips. clips. And I'll be honest with you, it's been eighteen months yeah. since we've had a Marvel movie. We've all watched the past twenty-two movies <laughs> on repeat in lockdown. We don't need a flashback. Yes, I was disappointed. So I want to see whether they've got all the stuff banked up and they're like, well, nothing we can do. I'm Let's so just happy release to it. see all the Bucky scenes put together in one in a reel. luscious little reel. <laughs> Sebastian's Dan going, here's my reel. Yeah, right. There it is. It's just his show reel. It's all this. Yeah, it st- stop putting me in bad movies because oh, I do really good oh, work. My Here Lord. it is. Um, um, and also, I mean, I can't take it away from from Anthony Mackie. Like, he's no. a superstar. Like, and I'm yeah. very interested to see where his character development goes because he has been just the dutiful soldier. Oh, and yeah. now it's like. Captain what, Consistent. Well, now he's got to step that Captain Consistent yeah. up to an entire nation. So we'll see how we go. Um, but that starts in two weeks. And I find that, like, frightening, like, um. Because it was the one I was looking forward to. I'm like, in, <laughs> in my mind, it's taken so long to get here, but in my mind, I can't believe it's so close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Will we be talking about how attractive they are? Most of the time. And I, like, I'm including the villain, Baron Zemo. So, oh, my husband Ralph's home. Can you hear the car? Uh, Hi, Ralph. <laughs> Hi, Ralph. Um, yeah, how gorgeous Zemo. Daniel Bruhl is as well oh. in his costume. So. Oh, I'm just going to act all over everyone's faces. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> He can act all over my face uh, any day. The only, so the only hesitation I've got is I kind of loved that he was left alive at the end of Civil War um, and you knew like he Panther was there. Yeah. Um, bye, Ralph. He's just going to go pick the kids up. Um, so, yeah, so I liked that Baron Zemo was, well, he wasn't even Baron Zemo then, he was just, um, is he Helmet or Heinrich? Helmet. He's Helmet. Um Left alive at the end of Civil War and was sort of there and he's sort of back now and he's got the purple cowl on and it's all very exciting. But I don't want him to die. He's I don't of... think he I don't think he will. No, and so like and there's... <laughs> that was so... Ralph's back. Ralph they pizza kids. He's having Thank the you. time of his life out there. <laughs> um it I don't know, there's sort of this thing in the mind is that everyone says, you know, <laughs> the only two pe- the only two villains to achieve their goal were Zemo and Thanos. Like, and they undid Thanos, what Thanos did. Yeah. They never really undid what Zemo did. So internet went crazy for WandaVision. Mm. Let me start some rumours with some questions. Oh, go on. Let me, Gun. Let me start some questions. Gun. I want to put some questions to you. Yeah. Anthony Mackie has been quoted in an interview as saying, by the end of this series, yep, yep. you're going to find out who the new cap is for phase four. Yes. Right. Do we think one of them is going to die? Um. Did he say who the new cap is or did he say who's going to hold the shield in Phase 4? No, who the new cap will oh, be for see, Phase 4. Oh, see, I four. thought the phase was he's going to find out, you're going to find out who's going to hold the shield because I thought that if changed. If that's wrong, you'll hear a corrections fairy little ding 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 in the podcast. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm like 90% sure it was you'll find out who the new cap okay, is in Phase right. 4. Okay, <clears throat> Then I've remembered it completely incorrectly. Anyway, um, the point is no. You don't reckon? Not at all. Not even remotely do I think that... Like, you don't bring them together and go, this is great, and then get rid of one for what's coming up. I just, no. The answer is no. I don't think one's going to die. Will you handle it okay if one of them does? I thought... Oh. I won't. Because <laughs> I love them. I love them together. I, I don't think one, like, Buck Dogs, I don't think is going to die because I find... It'd just be weird to have him die now. I think, like... Yeah. It's I'm really... I'm going to be honest, and I said to you months ago, and probably on a weekly basis as well... I hope they do right by him because they fucked him, whether it's in writing or editing mm. for Endgame. They absolutely, like, yeah. his his relationship, not only to Steve, but to the MCU, was obliterated yeah. in that movie. Yeah, he was, yeah, I agree, so built up and so let down. But it seems in this, and from what I've seen in the trailer, is the way that Sebastian Stan is playing him, is you can see that Bucky from the first Avenger in there. Yeah. So he's obviously gone from like broody, I don't remember anything, broody, oh, they're still inside my head. Well, I'm that's a- interesting that you say that because in an interview that I read with Sebastian Stan, he does say when we first met, he says Bucky's kind of a mess yeah. in this, <laughs> which is fine. But I feel like he's looking, f- I think, because I think the new trailer, there's he says the line, we need a cap. And 
Yes, and damn what right. goes damn right. Because I think that's what he's looking for. He needs that structure. He needs the yes, Steve, I will do what you yeah. say. And in he's that a soldier. And in that but in that scene, it's like, okay, so what's the plan? I'm just gonna do what Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah, the winter soldier. <laughs> At least Steve gave me the shield to hold. Like. So for me it seems that you have Bucky's got sort of got his personality back. And that was coming back when he was sort of brought into Infinity War, but then he was just left to nothingness. But that moment with Rocket was, was great. great we right? more of those that, And then, like, yeah, anyway, anyway, we just talked about the disgracefulness of him in Endgame. But the point is that I feel like his character's back and I feel like this is a resolution of him coming back into the world and being himself. And, and finding sort of, his own place. Yeah, finding his place and yeah. more so making up for the crap that he's done and realising that wasn't who he was. Now I'm making amends now. Yeah. Um, to then kill him at the end of that just seems stupid. Okay. Um, Can so I throw something else at, at that's you? That's all you've been doing, yes. I've thrown this out to you before, oh. so I'm oh, very God. interesting to hear your... Yes. Um, <laughs> Sharon Carter's back. Whoa. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? Even the dog hated her across the road. <laughs> Ralph's not coming home because no. I said her name. Um, do we think there's a possibility that she could wield the shield? No. No? No. Because she has in the comics, that's all that's, I mean. You know what? Everyone under the sun's <laughs> with the shield in the comics. I just thought with a, a Thor, Lady Thor coming in, Not even they remotely. might do it. I don't even believe it Okay. remotely that they give it to her. She hasn't, it like, she's been a very, very, very supporting character and they're bringing her in in this. Now, she got done, I'm not going to lie, she got done dirty, but I feel like she got done dirty because... Peggy was too much of an overbearing, like a, a, too much of a charismatic presence yeah. to take away. And like her portrayal was quite down the line, secret agent. There was yeah. none of that, that ebb and flow that Hayley Atwell has. Yeah, it yeah. was like, how can you say that he's in love with her now and not still with yeah. Peggy? Yeah. I think that I feel like there's a chance she's going to end up with one of them. I've like, got problems with that. Yeah, man. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> but I feel like that, that's a chance. I don't feel at the end you're going to give her. The shield. Like, I don't think it, it doesn't work on screen. Okay. I don't think it works in any way, shape or form. Like, the question being raised is, by a lot of people, is, okay, Anthony Mackie's got the shield. He's not super serumed in any way, shape or form. And there's obviously things of him practising throwing the shield and yeah. then Bucky sort of just goes, yoink. Yeah. This is what it's like. Um, and there's been so many clips, like that clip in Winter Soldier where Bucky catches the shield was such a big thing of, like, somebody turned around and held their hand up and... He didn't, even, he didn't even catch it. It was just like a frisbee. Yeah, and, boom, gone. Yeah. But that was it. Straight out, hand grabbed, and it was like the reaction was like, oh, my God, like nobody catches the shield that Cap throws. Yeah. And then you've got a human man throwing it. Like it just doesn't seem to work. But then I don't want to be sexist, but she's a smaller framed girl. Yeah. From a cinematic perception, I don't think it works. Okay. I don't think you can give, like, I don't think, yeah. To me, like in comics, yes. Um, but for me, I just I don't see it as a, as a possibility. If it does Cause, happen, because I know that we've got the what if thing coming up. Whereas if Peggy got the serum yeah. and Steve got I could the suit, yeah. Um, so I would say that they wouldn't then give her the shield if they're going to do that story. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but the, like, if Sharon had wielding a shield in a what if scenario, yeah, okay, that's a what if scenario. I yeah. believe that. I wouldn't believe this the way that we're going. Like she's so. They've released the um, the action figures of her. Yes. And she's, or they've had, they've had clips of her or whatever, and she's like a renegade. Oh, yeah, the T-shirt design, wasn't it? It's a yeah. wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So she's sort How'd of. How'd she piss off the CIA? That's right? what I want to know. So, well, she did give away classified information in Civil War. But. um. It wasn't even, it was the shield. She gave the shield away. She also gave the shield away. <laughs> so I can understand that. So I kind of feel like she's going to take on that um, nomad sort of thing that he kind of had going Oh, yeah. Okay. In um, uh, Infinity War. Which is interesting because in the original comics, Peggy was part of the Resistance, which seems like there's an underground movement in this, yeah, yeah, in yeah. this series. Yeah. So The, the one yeah. thing I'm sort of interested in, and I, it's, it's sort of come across, is everyone seems to be on par with everyone. You've got people with super serumed up, and then you have Black Panther with the magic ring. Um Iron Man was obviously in a suit, but then you had Black Widow and Hawkeye, just humans seeming to be doing the same <laughs> amount of damage as everyone else. Which is fine, and I think they can, but they put in the work, man. They must like, be really pissed. Like, we put in the years yeah, of right. the training and stuff, they're, and these people are like, da-da-da, da-da-da-da. They're good at what they do, and that's amazing. But, like, there's a scene in, like, one of the trailers for Bucky 2 
Um, where <laughs> Bucky to the revenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, where he gets knocked off the, the truck or whatever and um, Falcon says, a little girl, kick your ass. I'm like, if that's her, no, she's not super. Like, he'd literally flick her and she'd fly across. Yeah, 100%. It sort of seems to be reduced down that he's not super serumed anymore. He's just got a middle arm. He's super serumed, people. He's oh, he was, um, what's the word? He was experimented yeah, on exactly. by. Yeah, exactly. So all that stuff's there. Hugo Weaving. <laughs> yeah, right. And one of the things that annoyed me flashing back quickly to Civil War was when he threw a massive punch with his huge hand and Spider-Man caught it. And I'm like, no, if he was a normal person, Spider-Man would have caught a punch. I was going to say, that spider that bit Peter's like, yeah, but, <laughs> those powers would be amazing. But you see them, yeah. You see them, um, Spider-Man's on par with Captain America when they fight. Spider-Man can catch a normal person's punch. He wouldn't have been able to catch yeah. that sort of punch. So there seems to be this very inconsistency of like, who's super and who's not? Mm, I well, agree. Bad Zemo superheroes. They shouldn't be allowed to exist. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll work it out. Well, anyway, that's WandaVision. Well, it yeah. wasn't. It was Bucky and the Winter Soldier. Sorry. <laughs> Bucky and the Winter Soldier. I'm doing it too Bucky now. <laughs> and the Winter Shoulder. Um, we will wait two weeks for that. Yes, Should we be will. amazing. Uh, WandaVision, I think, ended spectacularly in the right way. 100%. 100%. Um, it's been so long to say this, but we will see you next time. And... Don't be a fucking casual. And we will deep fry your kebab. Bye, guys. Bye. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Who's been pulling every evil string? It's been Agatha all along. She's insidious. Ha, ha. That you haven't even noticed And the pity is The pity is pity, pity, pity. It's too late to fix anything Now that everything has gone wrong Thanks to Agatha Naughty Agatha It's been Agatha all along And I killed Sparky too